Welcome, and thank you for listening today. This Caregiver Life podcast focuses on caregivers from all walks of life. Throughout the episode, we will hear from caregivers on the front line, those who do the day-to-day, sometimes hour-to-hour caregiving. We will also hear from care recipients, professionals in the field of caregiving, and other various topics of interest to those living this caregiver life. Welcome today to this Caregiver Life podcast. We're speaking with a caregiver today, Sherry Piper. Sherry Piper has been married to her husband for almost 25 years. She has four boys. And uh, maybe you can give us a little bit more background of yourself, Sherry. I don't want to tell your whole story. Okay, well, yes. So you touched on that I've been married almost 25 years. Uh, matter of fact, come June 3rd, um, that will be the 25 years. I'm a stay-at-home mom of four boys, three of which are grown, um, and my fourth youngest, he is a junior in high school, and so I became a caregiver six years ago um, for my husband. He was injured in a parachute accident, um, combat training at McDill Air Force Base when we were stationed there in Florida. Oh, wow. McDill Air Force Base. That's in um, the Orlando area? No. Um, it's, on, it's on the West Coast in Tampa. In Tampa. And was um, your husband in the service for all of those years that you were married? Yes. So we were married before he joined the Army. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And both of our parents um, are retired Air Force. So we come from a military family as well. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's incredible. You you hear some of that sometimes, but not too often. So it's kind of like a family legacy. Yeah, well, and both my parents were are retired Air Force, so my mom as well retired oh, well, from the Air Force. What did your mom do? So my mom was a dental hygienist all twenty years. Okay. Yeah, and so my father, um, they were stationed at Patrick Air Force Base in Florida, and my father would take on the remote. Um, TDYs, you know, the year-long duty station change, so my mom and us could stay in um, at Patrick Air Force Base for her whole 20 years. So, my mom was home, my dad was not. (laughs) And um, just so we know, Patrick Air Force Base, that's not in on the west coast of Florida. No, that's on the east coast of Florida. Okay, so you guys kind of crisscrossed there. Yeah, we crisscrossed, but not till what, like 16 years later? <laughs> For our listeners that don't know what a TDY is, um, that's a temporary duty, duty station. Duty. Okay, yeah, temporary duty <laughs> travel. Yeah, gotcha. Yes, so, yes. <laughs> little short-term assignments. We've definitely um, had our fair share of those. And, and my brother had lots of TDYs all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not fun, but you well, have to um, do what you have to do. We know you now, Sherry, because you are working for an organization that. Yes, TBI Warrior Foundation. And what do you do for TBI Warrior Foundation? What's your job there? So I am Roxana Delgado. She is the co-founder of TBI Warrior Foundation. I am her executive assistant. So um, 
I help her with emails. I have helped plan events. Um, I share a bunch of stuff on social media and just bring aware. Um, I also have done a couple of um, things here locally with the caregivers when we have, um, when they've done events through Hearts of Valor, another um, caregiver program, we have doubled mm -hmm. up and done like a dinner um, sponsored by TBI Warrior Foundation. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's one of the things I really uh, love about the TBI Warrior Foundation is um, their, the way they partner with other organizations. Yeah, and that's what they have done with Hearts of Valor when we've gone out a couple of times, because we go out once a month with Hearts of Valor. Mm -hmm. Sherry, what do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? So, <laughs> well, um, I'm a background actress. I do what that. What we have seen you in? What <laughs> kind of things would we have seen you in? Okay, so uh, do you know Dolphin Tale 2? Do you know that movie? I do. It's a dis is that a Disney movie? I don't know if it's a Disney movie, but it is, you know, it is a child movie. Um, it was shot in Tampa. It's about the two dolphins. Well, first dolphin was injured, and then the second dolphin, which Dolphin Tale 2 came into, um, that dolphin companioned up with the first dolphin. It starred Ashley Judd. Very so we nice. were, yeah. So I was an extra in that. Um, I don't know if you watched TV, the sitcom The Middle. I was an extra in that when they were at Disney World. Um, let's see the the movie The Infiltrator with Brian Cranston. I was in. You can see me walking around the pool in one of the shots. Cool. So in in just a couple of smaller smaller movies but this week I happened to be filming a casino tournament so I can't really talk about much of it um, publicly because you're not supposed to you know talk about it because it's still filming it's in, still in production but I do that in my spare time when I can I like to travel when I can um, I draw zentangles which are sort of like doodles I do that. Um, I swim. I try to get out and exercise when I can. And I like to ha hang around with some local caregivers here. Well, for you six years in, you're, you're doing amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like well, I didn't even really take a breath, you know, until, until six years in. So great job giving yourself some time and keeping your mind involved in you know, really healthy activities other than caregiving. So many caregivers make that mistake, right, of just being all in, um, and they don't take time for themselves and their interests. That's correct. Well, you know, at the beginning, I kind of didn't take a breath. And then I learned, you know, connecting with other caregivers, I learned you have to take that time. Well, um, we know that there are five and a half million military caregivers in the United States. And according to the RAND study, which was um, commissioned in uh, 2012-2013, I believe, by the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, it came out in 2014. And um, it told us that there's 
there's that many military caregivers, five and a half million, who knew? And then over a million of them care for post 9-11 veterans like you and I. And Mm -hmm. so thank you for what you're doing. You know, um, your husband volunteered and when he got hurt, then, you know, you you volunteered or got drafted, whichever way you want to look at it, to be his caregiver. So thank you for that. Now, oh, you're welcome. Your husband was in an accident. So did you know right away that you were going to be a caregiver? No, I did not. So I didn't realize that for till probably about a year later, when my husband's nurse case manager asked me on the phone, she said, off a record, she said, has he always had issues with memory? And I said, no, he has not. I said, why, you've started to notice? And she said, yes. And I, um, at that point, I knew he was having memory issues, but I was kind of hoping no one else was noticing. And at that time as well, a year later, he started the med board process um, to get out of the military. And we were dealing with more injuries that they kept finding that happened. So it was, I knew then it was going to be a long journey ahead. And that's when I was like, okay, you are now into the caregiver role of this. So what does your caregiver role look like? Just what's an average day for you, Sherry? So average day, I would say we start Um, our mornings with coffee. We do that together. Um, He has essential tremors, which means his hands shake. Um, So I help him with the coffee so he doesn't burn himself. We do that. We do medication. Um, He needs assisting with dressing and bathing. Um, We do that. He has to wear compression socks because his ankles and feet swell up um, since the accident. And he wears bilateral ankle boots that help stabilize his, his ankles. So we had to put those on. And we, six years later, we still have multiple doctor's appointments and multiple physical therapy appointments a week. So that's, that's what we look like. It's, it's a lot, right? You, you used to have a life where you were a wife and a stay-at-home mom, and now your day is all about making sure that he, you know, has all of his aspects of daily living met, that he's able to Mm -hmm. eat, dress, bathe. That's a lot. And it changes the dynamics of a relationship. You know, I guess in some ways I'm blessed because caring for my brother, you know, we have, we have a less emotional stressors. We have them, of course. We have times when we don't communicate as well as others, but um, I, but there's, we don't have that romantic stress on on our relationship so um i imagine that's like really hard um yeah it has it's taken its toll on intimacy um you know both physically and mentally it's affected him um but somehow i i i don't know we've we've been able to still keep it together and we just find little special moments and we do things um together when we can little dates we have been blessed with you know a couple of marriage retreats that we've gone on that have been able that have they've really allowed us just to forget the everyday focus on each other and and that's what we do take it day by day 
I think that's the biggest message that we can give to any caregivers that are listening is just take it day by day. I would love to know what it looks like a month from now, three months from now, a year from now. But the truth is, is that um, many caregivers experience kind of a lack of control in, in what they're, how the ball's rolling for them. And so the best thing that you can do to deal with that is to just tackle what's on your plate for today. Of course, we do some long-term planning. Mm -hmm. I'm doing that um, right now. I know Mayor was doing that earlier. Um, we're recording this on March 12th, 2020. Um, and so if you're listening to this uh, far in the future, you'll already know what has happened. But at this point in time, um, our country is now being faced with the spread of coronavirus, and we don't know where that's going to land us. Uh, for the caregiving population, this is another challenge to our daily life. It's already um, one of the hardest jobs is to keep your loved ones safe, whether they fall, um, whether they have uh, a neurological disorder like ALS, uh, maybe they um, suffered a traumatic brain injury like my brother. My brother just underwent major surgery. And so we're all trying to scramble to figure out how we deal with this. How do we keep our loved ones safe? How do we protect ourselves? Because if I'm not well, I'm not going to be a good caregiver. So It'll be interesting to see what happens. And um, I know Mayor and I were both really busy today getting ready for that. Well, we were getting ready for it as well. <laughs> yes, we so. were. Well, let's, let's take a break from our uh, sponsor, TBI Warrior Foundation. And then we can chat a little bit more about what it is we all did do to get ready for this, this virus that's coming. Today's episode of This Caregiver Life is brought to you by TBI Warrior Foundation, a nonprofit organization with a mission to improve the quality of life for veterans, civilians, and children living with brain injury, as well as their caregivers, through community integration, education, and advancement programs. March is National Brain Injury Awareness Month. Every year, two and a half million people in the United States sustain traumatic brain injuries. TBI Warrior Foundation is grateful for this opportunity to bring you education from experts in the field of TBI, as well as inspirational stories and helpful life strategies from TBI caregivers themselves. TBI Warrior Foundation, paving the path to success and independence. Learn more at www.tbiwarriorfoundation.org. Well, fabulous. We are back and we, um, want, we thank the uh, TBI Warrior Foundation for sponsoring this episode. We're so glad to have them. TBI um, Awareness Month is the month of March and so we're, we're pushing out a lot of podcasts around uh, TBIs to educate and then um, also to hear from people on the front line like um, Sherry and Jen and, and me. Um, my husband had encephalitis years ago, and so it's not exactly a TBI, but many of his disabilities are, are very much like TBI type of disabilities. Um, but, but earlier we were talking about um, preparing for disasters like the coronavirus. What have you done to get ready for this, Sherry? Um, so me and Jay, we decided to start boosting our immunity. Um, last month, so I'm taking, um, we're taking elderberry gummies twice a day. So um, we prepared that way, keep, you know, try to keep the colds away. 
Um, so far, we haven't gotten any. Um, we've just, we, we live in a hurricane zone anyway, so I've, I have canned good foods already stocked. Um, I've added to it a little bit. Got some rice. I got some beans. Um, let me see what else we got. We got some applesauce. We got some peanut butter. You know, um, took out a little bit of cash. I'm just preparing. I did get on the hype of the toilet paper. I did buy an, an extra thing of toilet paper. Um, <laughs> There's no shame in that. I know. I didn't go overboard. I had a pack stolen right out of my cart this morning. No. So I I didn't want to be a hoarder and take all the toilet paper. So I just bought another pack. So I left plenty. But today I went and and tried to get some more toilet paper and it's out of stock. So I cannot buy any more toilet paper. And I couldn't buy any rice. I couldn't buy any beans. Um, I did buy three bags of popcorn kernels and oil. I don't know why, but I, I just want to eat popcorn. So I will have plenty, I will have plenty of popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. You'll have to let us know if you do. Now I do have a question. Um, as you're doing all this, uh, prep work, does your care recipient, um, are they anxious, nervous? Do they have a heightened sense alert? Uh, are they on heightened alert over this? Um, are they, is he concerned about his health? He's, he, no, he's not concerned about his health. Um, he is, he has been on heightened alert, I want to say, six months now. Like, he, he's been thinking things like this are going to happen. So he's been trying to prepare me for six months. And I've been kind of, uh, you know, I, I listen, but I really didn't want to get on a hype of anything. And, um, so I'm trying not to go in that deep with him, but I'm going a little bit deeper now as of this week. One of our um, most popular episodes is uh, worst case scenario. It's, uh, we talked to, to Mayor about preparing for a hurricane. That's what it feels like here in Florida, that everybody is uh, preparing well, yeah. for a hurricane. Yes, and I think that's what they're kind of preparing for here in Mississippi because we're on the Gulf Coast too. And I said, but... I'm trying not to get all hyped. So I'm as anxious as what he is. Um, I I don't really know what else to say about it, but I'm just going to try to pray. I'm going to pray that everyone just remains healthy in my area and we don't have to face what some of these other communities and some of the other countries are facing. Yeah, I'm with you. I I hope we don't either. But I think, you know, I think we're prepared. You sound like you're prepared. It's going to be what it's going to be. I guess really the bottom line is we don't have to invite it into our house. But at the same time, if this goes on for an extended period of time, you know, we have to leave our homes. We have to do things. We have to get out. Like you, like you're doing things. You were out Monday and Tuesday involved Mm -hmm. um, with your, you know, your side your side business of being <laughs> um, and so when you're with a lot of people I think you just do the best that you can I think you know as caregivers there's a little more 
um, stress on us in that way because we do have to think about somebody else. If they get really sick, what does that mean? And if they're in the hospital and there's no visitors allowed, that, that can present some issues, but we're not there yet. Yeah. So if no, no. For a lot of folks with brain injury, they have trouble planning for things like this. Maybe it's a mm -hmm. blizzard. Maybe it is a hurricane. Maybe mm -hmm. now we're dealing with a pandemic. And I think when you're talking about brain injury awareness, um, even someone that doesn't consider themselves a caregiver, but for neighbors, friends, others in the community, it's important to think that uh, think about the person who um, has suffered a brain injury and how they're they're not really uh, they may not be equipped to plan as appropriately as they should. And so this would be a great time to pick up an extra bottle of bleach for that person to to you know just talk to them about what supplies that they might have already that, on hand. Well, that's a great idea. And like for my husband, he has a mild TBI. So he will think of things and then not follow through or get distracted and go off onto another um, subject. So that's where I'm coming into play now is now I'm, he's given me a little bit of ideas. He's not acting on the ideas. I'm acting on the ideas. So that's why we have the food <laughs> and the vitamins, um, a little bit of cash and, you know, and preparing. So just like what you would do for a natural disaster, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, and if you live, you know, you live in hurricane territory, so you're used to prepping for these kinds of things. And, you know, we are too here and Jen is too. Jen is in, in um, on the East Coast of Florida now. And so we do, we do prepare, and, I, and really that's all we can do, prepare mm -hmm. and um, help our care recipient understand that we're doing the best we can. And I think it's great that you did the things that your, your husband was suggesting, and so you can kind of check that off the list. We're done. Yes. Yes. Next thing, right? Yes, and I'm trying not to watch as much news because I find being busy this week because um, – We've been able, I've been able to move around the physical therapies around my, um, my actress job that I had this week. I was fortunate enough to be able to do that. Um, it's, it's, I don't really have the words for it, but I've been able to do both. And it's put my mind a little bit of e at ease being able okay. to do it. Well, good. You're staying busy. And so, yes. how do you work with our TBI Warrior Foundation? Um, do you, are you working part-time or full-time? Uh, I work, I work part-time and it's remote. So, you know, I don't, cause uh, you know, obviously I don't live in San Antonio where they're out of. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know. Well, I think that's really cool because now a lot of people are with this virus are attempting to, uh, be able to work from home. Some companies have mandated it and other people are trying to get that worked out. I was a remote worker for years and, and I really liked it. I thought it, it was really an enhancement to my life. It always gave me a little something else to think about than, you know, the daily, um, the daily responsibilities of caregiving. So, um, so you've been with TBI Warrior Foundation for a year now? Yeah. Yes. A little bit over a year, a couple months. So about planning of their events and things like that. What kind of work do you do for them? Oh, so yes, I did go to their um, Honor the Brave event that they had in November of last year. Okay. So I was um, able to help 
both Roxana and Victor um, do the event for that. Okay, and it was all done remote, but I was able, to, but then me and my husband were able to, to attend in person, which made it very special. Sherry, do you have any tips for um, working from home or WFH, as I'm seeing now on social media, that now that everybody's getting to work from home, Mary and I have both, <laughs> we've done it for years, and um, I've never seen WFH until this week, but what, what tips do you have? What tips do I have from working at home? Um, quiet location, if at all possible. <laughs> um, I have my own little space in um, our guest room. I have plants that make me happy. I'm able to look out the window. I have birds and squirrels that come to visit outside the window. Um, I have essential oils going that help. And I think that's about it. All right, do you have any advice for caregivers, whether they work or not, whether they're WTH, WFH? Um, <laughs> do, you, do you have any advice for someone that's just starting out? So their loved one was just in a, a car accident or has just um, been diagnosed with an illness that's going to greatly impact their, their quality of life. What, what, what advice do you have for that caregiver? So my advice is don't waste, don't wait to ask for help. Um, you know, I don't have any advice from working at home because I've only been working at home for a year. And prior to that, I didn't work for 20 years. Oh, wow. So um, this is all new for me still. I'm learning things that I've never had to learn, um, you know, besides the copy, paste, send kind of computer things that we normally do. Um, so I've been having to learn a little bit more about the computer. Um, I would just say, don't wait to ask for help because it's out there and there are plenty of people that are willing to help. Well, that's a great, it's a great coping strategy, you know, learning teaching yourself how to ask for help, how to accept it when it's offered. Uh, those are two of the hardest things, um, especially for caregivers who are used to being in control, taking care of everything, making sure everything gets done, having pride in that work. But finding yourself in a situation um, where you're desperate for help and don't have it is even worse. So great, um, great strategy for coping. We really are focusing on uh, tactics and ways that people can can cope with caregiving challenges so that's an important one yeah it really is and um a lot of there's a lot of organizations out there that offer the support yeah and we're so thankful that tbi warrior foundation is one of those they mm -hmm. don't just assist um military service members who have a brain injury and their caregivers they also um provide support to civilians and to children, families with children who have a TBI, and I think that's just outstanding. It really is. Um, yep. So, Sherry, I'm sure that yes. you follow us on social media. Uh-huh. Okay, great. So, for those listening who don't, we'd love for you <laughs> to find us on Facebook at This Caregiver Life. We're also on Twitter. It's just at This Caregiver because, you know, Twitter's short and stuff. And um, we're on Instagram. If, if you have a, a photo, maybe you'd like to take over for the day, how can they find us on Instagram, Mayor? 
They can find us at this carrier life at Instagram. So Woo. send us photos, man. Help us help us get that um, Instagram feed going a little bit more. We'd love to see what your crisis planning is looking like right now. I'm assuming all the caregivers listening to this um, are doing the same thing that we're doing, trying to find Lysol, learning how to make hand sanitizer out of aloe and rubbing alcohol. So if you have photos of that, we'd love to see them. And of course, you can email those to thiscaregiverlife at gmail.com. And if you're in the mood, you could also send us a voicemail. We'll play it on an episode, on a future episode. We'd love to have you as a guest, even if it's just to give us a shout out. What? Um, <laughs> and speaking of shout outs, we love five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. And you can get us anywhere that you listen to your podcast. We're on Spotify. And now we're on iHeartRadio. We're very excited to be on iHeartRadio. And we have 1,640 listeners as of a half an hour ago. Stop Oh, it. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> That's outstanding. Well, Sherry, That's we're, awesome. so, we're so thankful you joined us today and, and just gave us a little insight into your, your caregiving journey and shared with us a little bit more about TBI Warrior Foundation. And we're excited to stay in touch and see uh, what good things happen in your future. And we wish you the best of luck at staying healthy and well <laughs> in the coming weeks. Thank you. I appreciate you all for having me on here. And I want to say, you know, right back at you, please stay well, please stay healthy, be mindful of everything and others. And um, we, will, we will survive. We got this. Yep. That's right. Yep. Thank you so much, Terry. <laughs> Till the You're next welcome. time. Till okay. next time, Mayor. Yep. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.